Every now and then, we get into a mood where we look at our life and start making a list of all that is wrong with it. <laughs> this is usually when we are already low. And by making this list, we tend to push ourselves deeper into that pit of depression. We aren't as successful as we would like. My family isn't as loving as it should be. I'm not as appreciated as I deserve. And oh, the neighbor's dog, that big, horrible, hairy thing, it growled at me and made me drop my shopping. Sometimes the neighbor's dog and the dropped groceries is what sets us off on this long list of complaints about everything in our life. While the occasional lapse is only natural, we need to remember something. Complaining about all that is wrong in our life all the time doesn't make us a martyr. It makes us annoying. <laughs> Hi, this is Anu Hasan with my Sunny Side Up podcast for the state southward. So here's a question. Do you want to be around a miserable sod? I wouldn't. And I'm sure you wouldn't either. And when you look at it, complaining about things doesn't make us feel better. In fact, it ends up enhancing our sense of helplessness in a situation and it makes us feel worse. I've heard people say that they need to vent. But a venting session should be like a pressure cooker releasing steam. Short, quick, effective. Have you seen a pressure cooker let off steam for long periods of time? Oh, yours does? <laughs> I think it's conked off. Please buy yourself a new one. <laughs> but I digress. Venting does feel good, but only if we keep it short. And if we make sure we acknowledge our role in the way things have gone. Instead of just saying, everyone is unfair and the world is awful. See what I mean? I think there is some truth in the belief that people who complain and who are negative are invariably in poorer health than others. I'm not bragging, but I'm really lucky to have great health. I don't usually fall ill or get a fever or a cold. In fact, it has been over 10 years since I got a fever. And someone told me, oh, that's because of your genes. But you know what? I think to some extent it is also because I'm almost always positive. Yes, I eat sensibly and I try to work out. But I've always believed that being positive and hopeful also has an impact. So I decided to look this up. And sure enough, there was truckloads of research that seemed to acknowledge a connection between good health and positivity. University of Queensland had done a study that actually proves that being positive improves immunity. Scientific American has an article which sits on the fence and there were innumerable articles about why being positive was good for physical and mental well-being. But I couldn't find anyone strongly debunking my theory. So I'm going to stick to it. That it is not only a healthy lifestyle, but a positive approach that keeps us healthy. You know, I do get negative, but it isn't often. And even then, it doesn't last. Because my brain is wired to think positively. So the question is, yeah, when everything is going right, it is easy to be positive and shining and happy and all that, right? But what about when everything is going wrong? So I say that's when practice comes into play. When I lost my parents, I felt like someone had punched a huge hole in my life. But even then, even through the pain and horror, I could see the positives. That they went without suffering. That I was able to be there for them and that they knew I was doing well and that they had nothing to worry about. 
So at the worst time in my life, my mind still picked out the positives. And you know what? In a strange way, that helps me cope with the dark moments. So how come my brain does that? Because it is wired to think like that. Let's look at a muscle, any muscle. The muscle that is going to develop and that is going to be strong is going to be the one that we work the most, right? So then let's imagine we have a positivity muscle and a negativity muscle in the brain. Which one do you want to develop and make strong? Have you noticed that once you start being negative, how easily those negative thoughts keep coming back the next time? I read that apparently our brain starts programming itself that way. <laughs> Scary, isn't it? Well, not quite. When you see how it can also wire itself to be positive. So why not make that choice? Make sense? When you think of it, yes, we could have been more successful, more appreciated, more loved, more everything and more anything. But we are what we are. And we have what we have. And therein lies a really big point. We have what we have. And gratitude for what we have is such an important thing. When you're grateful for what you have, you find more reasons to be grateful. Another example of your brain getting rewired? I don't know. But that is what I see happening in my life. Gratitude strengthens the immune system, lowers blood pressure, reduces symptoms of illness and makes us less bothered by aches and pains. It also encourages us to exercise more and take better care of our health. This is what Robert Emmons and Michael McCullough say. And who are they? They are professors of psychology in the University of California and University of Miami, if you're interested. Have you heard of a gratitude journal? It's not some new age mumbo jumbo. It is actually something that is prescribed by psychologists. Going back to Robert Emmons, his first study was when he assigned some students to write down five things that they were grateful for each day. And he asked another set of students to record five complaints each day. When he checked back with them about three weeks later, the grateful students reported measurable improvements in psychological, physical and social well-being compared with their complaining classmates. That's so interesting, isn't it? And actually goes back to prove what I've been believing in. And apparently since then, Emmons has conducted various experiments in dozens of other very diverse study populations. And this is what he says. We always find the same thing. People who keep gratitude journals improve their quality of life. So why don't you give it a shot? Make a list of things that are there in your life for which you're grateful for. And when your neighbor's dog does his growly thing, and tries to set you off on a negative path of complaints, pick up this journal while you pick up your groceries <laughs> and remind yourself of all that you have to be grateful for. But don't forget the bad times. Don't forget it when everything is going well because when we remind ourselves of the bad times, we will be more likely to appreciate things when they are going well. So, if you ask me, what is the recipe for good health and a good quality of life? I would say eating healthy and having a healthy lifestyle is as important as having a positive outlook and being grateful for all that we have.
And while we are on the subject of gratitude, I would like to express exactly that to the team at Southward. This podcast journey that I embarked on because of them has made me feel like I'm making a positive difference. So thank you for that. And this is my last podcast in this series on Southward. I'll be taking a break from the podcast while the team at Southward go off to do their magic behind the scenes and return in a few months. And we will resume the series again. But I intend to continue my podcast. I'm working on my website that is ahpositive.com. And once that is up and running, you will find more podcasts and positivity videos there. But until then, remember to exercise your positive muscle in the brain. And if you have tried the gratitude journal, why don't you write to me on my Facebook page at anuhasan.india. Remember, like I said, I'm very economical. There's just one A, that is A-N-U-H-A-S-A-N.India at Facebook. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this Southward podcast. For more news, cultural trends and ideas, visit us at southward.thestate.news. You can listen to all our podcasts on Stitcher, TuneIn and iTunes. Search for Southward. That's S-O-U-T-H-W-O-R-D. Thank <laughs> you.